You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast brought to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am Jeremy. I am one of your hosts. Uh, my AKA for today is Don't Disturb a Bitch Out of Her Sleep. It me, I'm the bitch. Don't disturb me out of my sleep. Thank you so much. Um, and I, as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Candice, not so newlywed PC on Spill. Um, pretty soon, you won't be able to find me on Twitter. I, I gotta go. I'm sick of Elon, okay? I'm sick of Elon, dumbass. Just very much so proof that white people are mediocre and they get by on the skin of their privilege. <laughs> not the skin of their teeth, but the skin of their privilege. So... Um, you know, as usual, Adrian is here. Um, I was glad when she got back last week and she's here with us today. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. We have a special guest, more like family, honestly, but still a special guest. Nonetheless, you have heard him on here cutting up with us multiple times. You have heard us on some of the wonderful shows. Um, John is here from the John Effect podcast. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me back. So excited for today. We are glad to have you back. We are going to do us a little cutting up today. Um, I just want to say, don't, you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't know what to do with a bad bitch, don't be getting with bad bitches. Don't be over here crying when one of the greatest performers of our generation is serenading your bitch. What you want us to do with that information? (laughs) Nobody was going to say, oh, yeah, man, Usher shouldn't have did that. No. Oh, my God. Like, I've seen Usher in concert. And he certainly, whenever there are notable women, Black women in the audience, he going to serenade one. Because I think when we saw Usher, it was Marjorie Harvey. who, Who, that woman is fucking beautiful in person. I see why Steve was okay getting with a reformed drug dealer's girlfriend. Ah. <laughs> that lady is gorgeous. You need to write a book. Huh. Hello? Drug dealing cousins told Steve, <laughs> you can't be with me until you get your money up. This man getting every check he can get to get his money up so he can get with her. Mm-hmm. Fuck Sierra's prayer. I want Marjorie's book. Sorry. Hello? <laughs> I mean, I still do Sierra's prayer too. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't got to choose. We can have both Sierra's prayer and Marjorie's book. Okay. We'll go we pray could, if you will. We could throw one more thing in there and make it a holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's get into the shows this week because I just, Lord Carlos King. <laughs> Before we get to Carlos and the show, <laughs> Just the disgusting job voice. We're gonna head to, we're gonna head to LA and talk about Black Ink LA, where Cat got a squad. Cat got a squad on her. Cat got a squad, and I feel like if you're going to have a tattoo show, this is what it, this is what it should look like. With like no, I mean all offense to C's and the Black Ink New York people, but. They don't fell off. Who over there really tattoos good? It certainly was not C's. The best 
Bay was a good artist. Best Bay is probably the best artist over there. Crystal is a really good artist, and it was Kevin. When she's not being weird. And Kevin left and went to L.A. with Cat. That exactly, yeah. That's what it looked like. You go to a tattoo convention and you cut the fuck up. And I'm glad. Let me tell you some production is so messy because they highlighted everybody winning and then they highlighted Nessie losing. <laughs> they it was definitely went, intentional. It was really intentional because she had talked so much shit. She had talked so much shit and did not show up and show out like she said she would. While also after causing all that ruckus. And Lemire placed and she didn't. <sighs> well, we all have to be humbled sometimes. And I hopefully this was her humbling point. Hope is a strong word, friend. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> <laughs> well, she looked like a whore, so hey. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nessie annoys me. Um, she is annoying. Yes. She's annoying, but not because of her bravado, because you have to have that kind of bravado and really think you wanted the best to do it. But the other side of that is you got to show up and actually do it. And she, and I, the, my and problem with her is I feel, it. my problem with her is I feel like she could do it if she will focus on actually doing it and not this over extra shit in this drama. Like that's what my issue is. Like I, I, I think the potential is there, but baby, you got to stop being weird. You got to stop being weird. Got to. Um, I mean, KP and Lemire, if they ain't gonna do nothing else, they're gonna show us why they some of the worst uh business owners we've ever seen in this franchise. And that's a that's a feat that's a in and of model. itself. Like C's exist, Ted exists, Ryan exists, and even still, you managed to be a worse shop owner than them. My lord, what was the purpose in showing up at this tattoo convention? As the owner of a tattoo shop with a booth and not tattooing. To say I told you so. Then you start acting like weird little bitches talking about you don't want to be mic'd up. It ain't about the show and this, that, and the third. It absolutely should have been about the show. If you incompetent, just say that. Ink Bomb, just go over to Cat Shop and we can close KP out. Hello? And in what world, Tim... Does an employee call you and say another employee assaulted them and you tell them, well, it's over now, so let's just get get past it. Baby, it ain't going to never be no getting past it. She threw, she threw tattoo wash in that girl's goddamn eyes. Are you fucking kidding me? Have I, have I expressed how much I hate Tim and want to beat his ass just off the strong? Oh, my God, because first of all, Tim looked like... A flick. A burnt oxtail. He just looked like a knee that has fluid on it. Never seen two motherfuckers be this counterproductive with something that they spend money on. Because let's be honest here. Let's keep it a stack. To have that tattoo shop up and running and open, that means that it's bills to pay. They probably leasing the building or paying a mortgage on it. Got to keep the lights on. Got to keep the air on. Got to keep it up to code. If the health inspector should pop in and want to do this or do that, or the fire marshal or so on and so forth. So this is costing them money. So the the amount of nonchalance when it comes to this fucking show is so crazy to me. That's because they don't really want to do it. I think we said this last, I think we said this last week. If we didn't blame it on my head, not my heart, y'all know I'm old. But 
this is a this is more of a side tattooing is more of a side gig for KP and Tim. Where they are real focus is trying to make shitty music that ain't nobody gonna listen to. I just how do you have a tattoo shop when you don't have no tattoos? Mm. And who is listening to this fucking great value E40 music? No mm. one is listening to name brand E40. Forgive me, God. Like nobody is doing a jerk to this bullshit that's that KP is putting out. <sighs> Go back to Kyla Pratt and be a family man, bitch. Don't put that on my guest list, Kyla. Because <laughs> this shit is fucking awful. <sighs> you playing in everybody's fucking face. Yeah, I, I hope production is watching this and is going to give I Am and Tim and KP they walking papers. I Am Gone is what y'all need. Let Alana apprentice at Enigma. She got dick over there, anyways. Come on, dip, dick and ink. <laughs> But now nah, I am needs to be I am gone. Black Dick LA. Turn it into porno. Uh, you know what? Maybe they film it at uh KP studio since it ain't being used. It ain't being used for shit else. It might as well be used for some filthy art. Hey, 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 hey. I am, but make it pop pussy. I am coffee. I am having orgasms in here. <laughs> I, I am orgasms. <laughs> 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 I am booty talk 172. You know what? All right, let's move on. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Do you feel going forward? <laughs> Y'all get on my nerve. The, uh, Congratulations to those at Enigma. Uh, it I was oh, joy when they did that flashback of Kat first tattooing her fiance. Because I do remember that episode. I do too. Yeah. Good for her. Mm-hmm. How would y'all feel about them making uh, L.A. and specifically uh, Cat, specifically the flagship of Black King? She should be because she the what she the she the franchise she the show she the franchise that got people who can actually fucking tattoo. True. Drama aside, you know the little shit with Nelly and Kevin or whatever they fucking they can all tattoo. Yeah, they bring whole, something yeah. to the table. And I'm gonna be honest with you. We I I watched Black Ink New York, and they didn't do. They did one tattoo. They do one tattoo every six shows. At least on Chicago, they would do a tattoo every what, if not every episode, every other episode. Yeah, Grab. I haven't heard any word on Chicago coming back. Remember, mm-hmm. they had that real big falling out with the actual artists and the artists that's on the show, and yeah. Ryan was trying to decide what the next step would be. Yeah. But yeah, I think the last thing I heard the is they closed Nine Mag. So oh, wait, Nine what? Mag is closed. Yeah. Oh wow. And Africa, um, it was an announcement, but it sounded like Nine Mag was closing, but it was going to be another like venture in the future or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely shows it's temporarily closed. Man, mm. I ain't even, I ain't even know that to you. Damn, you were saying that would be bigger. Like that would be a bigger like falling out or whatever. I didn't even know yeah. it was pretty close. It looks like what Ryan is doing is he's just doing some freelance shit. Like he's just freelancing across the country. Well, that's I'm a good nine, I'm on the Nine Mag page now. He's calling it the Out of Town Tattoo Tour or Tattoo. Mm-hmm. All right. Nope. Okay, that's what right. the fuck is saying on the Instagram. 
Everybody's so creative. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be in Raleigh, North Carolina in September. Mm. Hmm. Well, good bitch like me is married, so I can't go around throwing no pussy. But <laughs> ladies in the North Carolina area, Ryan from Nine Mag will be on his tattoo uh, <laughs> from <laughs> nine twenty one to nine twenty five. So if you're trying to if get nothing him else we know he can I was about to say if nothing else we know he can slang dick and slang uh ink. <sighs> you decide which one you in on the hunt for. Okay. You got two types of ink, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> that other kinds, never mind. Yeah. Anyways, let's head on over to Huntsville with these unorganized motherfuckers. Um, okay, listen. I get it, okay? You nobody, even if you are somebody's side chick, you don't want that to be your forever label. Right. But Kimmy, as Adrian said last week, and she made a very valid fucking point. Even if you and that man didn't start maybe fucking until he was divorced, there was some emotional attachment and there was a lot of getting intimate. And I get so tired of grown motherfuckers. When it fit their narrative, trying to decide what what isn't what isn't intimacy. Mm. When you don't want to be seen as the side chick, then it's oh no, we wasn't being intimate, we wasn't fucking. Y'all totally got to know each other in some very intimate ways to the point that when the ink dried on them motherfucking divorce papers, y'all decided to go public and say y'all was in a relationship. So you were absolutely. Even if it was Maurice's fault, you had your toe in their marriage before it was completely dissolved. Yeah, but Kyle putting a little much on it too because going back, I can remember, I can't remember which season it was, but Kyle basically said that he was dating around a lot of people during that time between them deciding, I guess they weren't going to be together and them finally being divorced. That he was messing around with a lot of women. And that Kimmy is just who he eventually settled down with. Mm. He also admitted to getting to know him when Jalen was a child. Yeah. So there's some overlap there. And furthermore, trying to put your issues with Maurice onto Kiowa is my issue with Kimmy. I'm going to be honest. Kiowa doesn't owe you anything. And you tasking her with clearing up rumors and things that people have been saying on social media, that's what your husband should have done. And we established last week that even if Maurice had done it, the court of public opinion had already made up their mind that you was his side chick. And so this whole thing, will Maurice sacrifice my, my, you know, my character and my this for you and monster? That's the Maurice problem. That's not a Kiowa problem. Mm-hmm. And like Kyle said, and 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 said, she never said that Kimmy was his side chick. Social media and people online started saying it, and she basically was like, "Well, you should have corrected it." I don't owe you shit, and I'm not about to sit up here and play with the fucking internet. Because again, the internet gonna say what the internet want to say, right? And and we've seen it one too many fucking times that. Once the, once our minds are made up on the internet, that's just what it is. You got to eat it. And not and not only that. Um, and my you know my position on it um, was last week, and also again here is that two things. One, Kimmy, you a grown clit woman. 
Like the internet is gonna talk. If you can't handle that, I I don't know what to tell you at this stage in the game, beloved. I really don't know what to tell you. And secondly, what does this have to do with the true real issue of Maurice leaving it up to you and Kyle to be a parent while he does fuck all everything else? Like that's the real issue, and bringing this back up for the umpteenth time is distracting from that. Especially considering the fact that in this episode, he fucking finally actually spent time and talked to his damn son and realized, oh hey, yeah, my son has been you know struggling because I haven't been a fucking parent. Like that's been my biggest issue. Like we don't need to revisit Kimmy versus Kiowa for the eighteenth time in eighty six moons because it's irrelevant to the main issue of. Uh, Maurice Jr. is struggling and hurting and he needs attention. He needs to, to be actually parented. It. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm on, I'm in the in the middle. I get, well, I'm not in the middle. I just feel like any damage control that needed to be done, any protection that she needed, it should have come from her fucking husband, not his ex-wife. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. And that's my biggest thing is that she continues to let Maurice put this battery in her back. Like Kaya was the issue. And Kaya did this. Kaya ain't did a motherfucking thing. Kaya yeah. didn't even want monster fucking down there. Maurice put on this big ass show about a boy needs his dad. Like, no, he don't you big bald headed dummy. Not if you're not going to really be present and accounted for if monster. I'm giving you permission to tell me when something not working. I think that's great. I do. But as a parent, when you are, present and involved and connected to your child you can see it. with your own two eyes when the way that you are parenting is not fucking working not only that talk about it candace and add to that if you was a fucking parent all this time monster wouldn't have needed i mean what, maurice jr wouldn't have felt the need to try to ask permission to t talk to you about his feelings and what he's going through he could just communicate that with you normally like an actual fucking parent and and child relationship would be if you was goddamn there and being present and accounted for before now you bald and, head bitch and the next time you play basketball with your son put a sports prong Thank you so fucking much. Before we move on, though, I I saw a recent interview where Kimmy and Maurice did an interview with Funky Dineva and um, Claudia Jordan. And wait, who, 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 who? Claudia Claudia Bunyan Jordan. <laughs> Claudia Badfoots Jordan. Yeah. I wish y'all could see my face right now, cause bitch. So listen, they did that interview, and I don't feel sorry for Kimmy. She got the nigga that she wants because mm -hmm. Funky Dineva and Claudia Jordan was on Maurice motherfucking head and Kimmy talking about, well, I told him what he said was disrespectful and he didn't protect me and he didn't do this and he didn't do that. Why do you even need to tell him that? Why do you have to course correct your fucking husband on referring to you having sex with him while you're battling cancer that you just roll over and suffer through it. First of all, if there were going to be any interview and, uh, and this is why I feel like Carlos King don't really care for women. And no, I'm not, no, this is not talking about his sexuality as much like how we talk about straight men and how they like to have sex with women, but they don't really like women because I feel like Carlos King had no business even having that conversation 
without Kimmy being present. Agreed. If that's a conversation you wanted to have, a woman should have been given the autonomy to discuss her sex life or lack thereof and how dealing with such a huge illness affected her ability to perform sexually or even the desire to perform sexually with her partner. That was never a conversation Maurice was supposed to have on Kimmy's behalf. So that's my problem. Especially so, not with no goddamn Carlos King. Hello. And which we gonna drag him a little more. But it's just Please. it's just he went on to say, Well, I can't take back what I said going forward. I'll try to word it differently. You don't fucking learn, you bald headed bum bitch. Word it differently as opposed to I don't know, not fucking saying it in the first goddamn place. Not discussing it in the first you? place. The the he should have said, I apologize. So he should apologize to his wife right then and there that I made you feel unprotected with my word choice and how I delivered and how I had this conversation going forward. If there's a conversation about our sex life as it pertains to you, I'm not going to discuss it unless you're there to discuss it on your own behalf, if you so choose. And Claudia even said it, you constantly, we fighting for Kimmy and Kimmy only fighting for Maurice. That's a damn shame when Claudia joined the office to make a valid point. I just, I don't like the Scott brothers at all. I think they are fucking treacherous and unattractive. Come on, treacherous. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I know people go say, would it make it better if they was attractive? It would be a little more palatable. <laughs> but two mother, two bald-headed dumb motherfuckers with wide childbearing hips. <laughs> Big niggas catching straight. Legs and hips and body. Body. body, like, body. I don't, they, they are just far too treacherous to the women that they claim to love for people to give them so much country. And bad businessmen. Because I hope we now see why Mel didn't want shit to do with this business expo. I I don't know if any of you, but y'all probably have been involved. Have any of you ever been involved with like expos, career fairs, and things like that? First of all, registration is due by a certain time. Mm-hmm. And with registration, if they offer varying sizes, registration is based on how big of a space you want. And the day of when you get there to set up, they tell you exactly how much space you have. Sometimes it's taped off. Sometimes there's a divider there, to, dividers to show you this is your space. They give you the table and the amount of chairs you can have, and you go from there. So I, I'm I'm with Stormy on this one. Don't come to me the day of talking about no fucking registration free fee. Don't do that. Not when I'm probably the biggest brand here. Because yeah. we could be honest, I don't use Stormy's products, but I've heard good things about her products. And something is shaking because they in Walmart, they in Target, they in Sally, they in, um, you know, private, smaller beauty supply stores. So something is good about those products. And she is, she was probably the biggest brand there. I've heard more about Stone Adventures than, I, than the rest of them outside of Mill. I just don't come to me on the day of about no funky ass hundred dollars. If anything, we can, we can square this away after the event is over. And he came in so fucking aggressive and weird. Even Tisha said when he came in to her, he was being weird oh. and fucking aggressive. Okay. 
I, and even I, brought I, up I, that it, it was tweaking like it, it this is not normal behavior it was yeah. definitely chris brown coke behavior bumps it was it was definitely did a few lines before i got here behavior it, exactly that's what it gave that's what it gave me that's i tweeted i'm like this is this is drug fuel because it just it was erratic and he just he didn't see like he had this look in his eyes just like it ain't that deep a hundred dollars not his fangs were too tight that's all <laughs> i didn't been there his mind been tight. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tight shapewear can make you real irritable so i feel you marceau well shit he should have put his waist trainer on instead that day. Maybe. But it was, it, it was again, if you didn't handle things the right way on your end, I just think it takes a, it's a lot, it's very bold and professional to come to the vendor the day of. Yep. Because who the, where the fuck was your people at to make sure everybody's registration was paid up? The Scott, the Scott brothers, for as much as they talk about business, they are not good business people. I mean, here we saw Jalen got fed up with the way him with Marceau and Tisha was, you know, unrunning that business while also putting it all on Jalen and then giving him their ass to kiss. Because every time they film in black, it looked like somebody basement. <laughs> it looked like where motherfuckers shit. is sucking, sucking dick and smoking blunts in the basement. <sighs> Man, you, you see, Jalen got tired of that shit. I remember they filmed in there once this season, and the behind the bar looked so fucking nasty. I was like, "Ain't no fucking way." They had motherfucking Ethernet cords, car chargers, cell phone chargers, <laughs> extension cords, dust pans, every fucking thing behind that bar. It did not look neat, tidy, and organized. And if you notice. It was at its tip-top shape when it first opened. If y'all notice, they haven't been filming in black that much the past couple seasons. Hmm. Yeah, this is exactly why. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see, see Jalen don't even film in there anymore, and I don't even think he's working there anymore. He got sick of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Which, also, I want to talk about Stormy and Tisha and all this hugging and shit. All this ass-kissing Stormy was doing, and they currently... Uh, Tisha and Stormy beefing in real time on Instagram. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, spill the tea. Yeah, Stormy then accused Tisha of basically um, slapping her labels for her quote unquote hair care line on Canvas Beauty products. <gasps> oh shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. The tea <laughs> is hot. The tea Wait. is hot. Wait, hold up, Tisha don't. Teach them fuck around. I got a hairline allegedly supposed to. Yeah, she's supposed to have a kids' hair care line. Um, oh, based word. around her her daughters. They had a little booth there at their thing. I think it's called Maisie and Me. Yeah, and and Stormy is saying it's basically uh private label canvas beauty products. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which beautiful brings, gowns. Beautiful gowns. Um, you know more Stormy fine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. First of all, let me say this. We talk a lot of shit about Tisha sloth tongue ass. Okay. <laughs> Miss Can't Say Expo. So the black Espo. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> <Nails> <laughs> fucking chalk wash. Oh, she can't speak. Oh, it's... But man, that girl got a big old ass on her. She thick as she four did. day old grits that's been left out, then put in the refrigerator. <sighs> 
And she's been working out too. Lord help. She got all that body on her, and Marceau still don't want it. You saw you 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 saw hey speaking of which I love the shade. Hey, say what you want about Martel. I love the shade. Like Martel was like Tisha looks great. She already looked great and she been working out and he was like Marceau working out trying to keep up and he still don't look good. <laughs> oh boy. I was like, Martel, you ain't shit, but goddamn it, that ain't funny. I will say I feel for Stormy and her husband because when you are married to somebody and you're in a long-term relationship and you come to an impasse on something as big as expanding your family, those are really hard conversations. And yeah. it sounds like her husband has some unresolved trauma Ugh. that prevents him from wanting more kids. And I feel for Stormy because she wants to have more kids. But oh. if I remember correctly, didn't she have a really high-risk pregnancy for the child that they have? I believe yeah. she did. Yep. And it's also kind of interesting because generally speaking, especially with shows like this, we usually see the other way around where it's the woman that has reservations about expanding the family, even having, you know, pregnancy and the and the and the man the man or husband is all like, you know, gung ho and like not having, you know, any type of emotional intelligence. So it's refreshing to see that a very nuanced, like kind of, you know, Uno reverse card on that. Yeah, it is. And also, how many mamas do this nigga got? Like, because <laughs> are those two different women? Or maybe the hairstyles was different or something? Because the lady he was talking to, they said that was his mama. And then the woman at the Black Business Expo was Stormy. They said that was her mother-in-law. Or maybe he was raised by somebody else and, you know, something like that. I I think it's the latter because I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Those didn't look like two the same woman, did they? No. 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 Yeah. Okay. Which I don't have nothing bad to say about that. It's great to have both those women in his life and they both seem very level-headed and yes. uh, seem to be about the greater good of Stormy and her husband. So good for he, them. Yeah, because I would say he he's very... I, I like Stormy's husband. Yeah, her, her husband don't bother me. He's <sighs> pretty, he seems pretty level-headed. Ain't even killed because remember, I kind of had an issue when he was telling Stormy she needed to fire her cousin. But we later found out that he had some friends that were also working for Canvas and he fired their ass too because they wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. So I'm I'm on oh. opportunity. Okay. Then that changes my opinion because he left a bad taste in my mouth with the cousin um yeah. opportunity. Then I guess I can give him a shot because he was on my shit. Um, it was a, it was equal opportunity. Yeah. Man. He said when they was driving in the car one time when it was raining, when Stormy was uh kind of crying about the situation between her mom and aunt. Mm -hmm. And he was like, shit, I had to fire my best friend too. It is what it is. Oh shit. Let me go ahead yeah. and get that tweets about Courtney. Give me one. Yeah. Ugh. Uh and finally this conversation with Stormy and Mel. Um Everybody, parents, if they good parents, think that their kids is the bee's knees and wants to protect them. It's storming here. Ooh, some of that coastal rain. Um, they think their kids the bee's knees and they want to protect them from any harm and any of that. But feeling like you can disrespect people until they prove that they're worthy of your child's friendship or love or whatever the fuck, you have really got life fucked up, bitch. Mm. 
these are two grown ass women building a friendship. You don't get to disrespect Melody until you feel like she's worthy of being friends with your daughter. You need to go sit the fuck down. And I wholeheartedly agree with Melody. I'm about to be fucking trying to be your friend and your mama is actively running smear campaigns on me all across social media and has only met me once or twice at best. Especially after all the bullshit with Wanda and Tisha. I'm not I'm not doing that. And and then being like, well, I can't tell my mom what to do and this, that, and the third. And I, I get it. You can't tell these elders what to do. They run their fucking mouth too much. But you also can't be mad at Mel if she just wants to take a step back. That's all I'm saying. What say y'all? Nah, I don't like an old trials and tribulation style bitch anyway, so. Damn. (laughs) Also, trials and tribulations is hilarious. Yeah, because who the fuck are you? She does that. She did that with my husband. She did that with my husband's family. She does that with her sister. She do... I don't, I'm not none of these motherfuckers. I have no relation to you. I don't fuck you. I don't have to be bothered. And not only that, if, like, my thing is, like, if you know your mama does this to everybody, then shouldn't the common denigrator be that your mama is the problem? And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, even even if she don't listen, maybe you need to tell your mama to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because, again, it seems like the common denigrator is your mama. And my thing is, Knowing how your mama feel about Mel, what type of relationship do you really think you and Mel could have knowing your mama sits up and drags her fulfilled publicly? So I can only imagine what she says about Mel privately and to Stormy. If any, like at best, uh, associates at best, but an actual, like, I'm sorry, like, well, yo, you try to be friends with me and your mama is my biggest hater and she talks shit about me all the time and you don't check it. I would, huh? It's a total. It's a total conflict of interest. Exactly, it really is. It's just a conflict of interest. So you know, it is what it is. And I don't. And like you know, it ain't like Mel trying to make you choose between her, her mom, your mama, because she understand that's your baba. But also, your baba is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of Mel, before we get out of here, I'm so tired of motherfuckers acting like this woman is the devil herself because she don't want nothing to do with this shiesty broke-ass, bum-ass nigga with these two little fucking suits on. I don't want to do... Who wants to do business with somebody who threatened to release their fucking sex tape? Where can you go from there? You can't even keep a muzzle on your fucking baby mama with the outside baby. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do business with you. She don't want nothing to do with you personally. Why would she want something to do with you on a business level? I loved, the, I loved Martel last time I'm disappointed that Mel couldn't put aside the personal to do something for the community. When the fuck have you ever gave a damn about community, Martel? I'm disappointed that you trying to do anything business-wise and you don't have a stable living situation, bitch-ass nigga. I mean, he's community dick, so you can start there. Like, you're, you're literally <laughs> squatting in that fucking house that just sold. Chris Fletcher gonna have to drag your dumb ball-headed ass out kicking and screaming. <sighs> I'm disappointed in Mel. No, be disappointed in yourself. You are a fucking loser. Heavy on that. Ugh. Leave that fucking girl alone. And yes, I understand that she's going to have to film with him sometimes because of contractual obligations to this fucking show. But I respect the fact that she is not trying to put on no fucking ba- brave face. 
She make it known every time they in the same proximity, she hate that motherfucker. Hate him. She don't even want to stand next to him. She barely speak to the motherfucker. She hit him with a curt, hello. <laughs> oh, nice, nasty. I love it. But he just, I mean, he, he deserves it. Like, you can't do people dirty and think they're going to just be like, take the higher road. No. That's how you fucked up. But that's how you know he's a classic narcissist because he actually does believe. Yeah, just just let the past be the past. It's fine. No, not that. He be talking to her like that was that was the old me. I'm I'm new and improved. That was yesterday. This is today. No, nigga, you just right. you know you know what it reminds me of. He like he like that uh uh on uh Chappelle show where he uh, acted like he was Rick James. He snapped <laughs> Charlie Murphy. He was like that was weeks ago, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 That's uh, exactly how he be acting. That's exactly it. Lee, like, stop trying to pull her into shit. And then people was talking about uh for next week's episode how she went to the Black Business Expo, talking about well she didn't want to be a part of it. Why she show up? She didn't say she wouldn't support. She said she don't want to be a part of the business venture. And as we can see, that shit was half cocked and half thrown together. And they was more worried about balloons and backdrops for taking pictures than really creating community and doing community service and community work. I, what, they what, was what, trying to make money. Because I was going right. to say, hell, even, you know, Tisha relaying the conversation back to them that she had with me, she was like, it wasn't, she was like, she just didn't trust the business side because of the personal shit, but it ain't like she didn't support the shit. Tisha said that a whole mouth. This was a, and it looked like a money grab. Mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to be funny, but I'm with you. A couple weeks I, ago, I got that vibe too. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I did like a a family fun day type situation and literally all of the vendors there were not there to make money and sell anything. They It was like community-based things, community-based services. Like if you don't have healthcare, let's figure out how to get you some healthcare for free if possible. If you're hungry, here's a food pantry. Here's a fresh fruit, veggie stand, things like that. If, you know... If your kids need tutoring, here's that. If you need, like, so I'm just trying to understand what with this Black Business Expo, how it actually serviced and served the community where they are. Because it, again, just felt like they was trying to get motherfuckers there to sell shit. So, you know, that's why don't nobody touch, trust uh, Latifa and um, Marceau with no money. Oh, it broke ass. Oh, I got secondhand embarrassment last night. I was just like, this is y'all just y'all broke. Because I guess my thing is like, if you could spend $325 on balloon arches, right, for the picture backdrop, (laughs) I feel like that money could have been best served to have, you know, a pantry available. Yeah. Like to sponsor a pantry available so that families in need could come and have access to fresh foods and and be able to put a meal together for their children. I just they keep talking this community and give back shit, and we don't actively see them ever doing community service and community work and giving back. So I I'm with Mel. I just don't trust it, and I don't want my name attached to it. Period. Um, we're gonna take a quick break because when we get back. I, I got a dragon in my spirit for Carlos King and the couples on yes. marriage yes. Detroit. I have been ready for this moment, yes. 
Um, so stay tuned and we'll be back after the jump. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We hope you had your little smoke break, got you some wine, some liquor, a piece of chicken, whatever it may be, because we're about to get into love and marriage Detroit. And I said it before the break, but it bears repeating the way that Carlos King is casting his shows feels like to me he doesn't like and value black women very much you have given us three couples who are all on the brink of fucking disaster and the common denominator in all of these marriages is how awful the husbands treat their wives we have watched brandon gaslight christina for three episodes now mm-hmm. yep with that clip in ponytail. Mm. and i have a question and maybe it's because I'm not in the entertainment industry. Maybe it's something I could be missing, which I don't think I miss a shit, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. ask anyway. What is it that he's expecting to find in the club? Because I would say if you're on your A&R shit, I mean, yeah, you might go to some open mic nights or some shit like that. But just being in a club and shit, what talent are you finding? Because it seems like you finding the type of talent that want to lay on their back and spread their legs. Only fans talent, because it can't be nothing else. It can't. You are not finding legit artists to develop in no fucking nightclub. And you keep lying to your wife and trying to gaslight her. Well, I just, I, you're not going to support me. You're not going to do this. You know, you wouldn't, you don't even fucking know what her response will be because you keep lying and getting caught lying, sitting up there gaslighting that fucking lady. And she's sitting up there just as dumb as she want to be with a mouthful of fucking metal, talk about I'm never going to get up. I'm always going to fight for my marriage. Why? Girl, I'm he he don't respect you. At all. He don't respect you. And then he talk about, dude, why you want to be married to me? <laughs> I'm just he ready said, I don't know. a side baby to come out at the reunion because I know in my Shonda that he's got somebody pregnant and it's just the shit is going to hit the fan at the reunion, if they have a reunion. Yeah, something in the milk not clean. At all. When he left for that walk, I said, no, it's just some other girl house. That's a bit of... Yeah, he going to the next bitch house, for sure. You know it. You know it. Ain't coming home. And it, a gaslighter is the worst to me. Because you are actively trying to make me feel like I am crazy and deranged and misguided as fuck in how I'm feeling based on your actions. Whole time you wronged in a motherfucker. Wrong as hell. And I hate that fucking ponytail. Nigga, you are Ugh, I don't feel it's off. real. I cut feel like it's little, got some Peter hair in there. It's not. Cut oh, that it. little bitty ass man bun off. And does this career, and I'm using that very loosely, is he getting paid from it? Because the penthouse, I mean, I know she's an influencer. She probably makes some nice coin, but how are y'all affording penthouse? Yeah, I want to know what else he does because we went to that website last week and he ain't never uh, developed an artist who went on to be extremely fucking successful. Right, so it's giving hobby. It's not giving career. So I'm like, where's the money coming from? He eating off her influencer money and that's even more fucking crazy as fuck because if I'm paying the cost to be the boss, ain't no way. Maybe he's making a good bit of coin by letting artists come and use the studio aspect of the Maybe. Star Factory. It's got it's got to be that because the the day to day, I I just I don't see it because 
the resume is not long. It's not. It's, it's about as short as damn ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a padded resume. Like this whole, I, I know this is the inaugural season for this show, but I just feel like this cast is not that strong. And it's like, maybe they'll get better for season two. Yeah, it to Some me, of them need to go. Like Anthony and the doctor, get their asses out. Like, it is so embarrassing watching him on screen. They have no chemistry. They don't. He tolerates him at best. She does. She does. He's ugly. He is. Uh, at least give us something decent to look at. She sure. don't even have a good barber. You send your big overgrown oh. ass up here with a one blade all over. <sighs> We accept that shit on Kyrie Irving because he can hoop. We not accepting this on no on no overweight ass nigga from Detroit. Oh God. What you we here? They don't have any chemistry. They have no chemistry. He has some money, and she she was looking for somebody to invest in her ventures yep. outside of being a doctor, and she was looking for somebody to help pay all them student fucking loans back, and she hit a lick and. As much as I can't stand his haircut, I hate her eyebrows even more. They are so thin. They are as thin as her patience when it comes to dealing with him. She do not like that man. She don't. She likes his money. I would even argue she resents him. Which, I don't know why, because he should resent her, and he does. And they sitting up there lying, talking about everything is fine. It's not okay. Let me tell you, I don't ever want God to bless, well... I don't ever want the devil to curse me with a nigga who would have me miss out on some Disney Marvel money. That's the motherfucker I don't need in my life. He apparently owns a filming studio up in Detroit. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently some of this Marvel Disney stuff would have brought some of their filming up to his studio in Detroit. Oh, and I guess I'm pretty sure when you doing deals like that, they're big deals that don't necessarily get worked out overnight. It's a lot involved in the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she all but kind of snatched that opportunity from him by threatening to leave him and take the kids and shit like that and not being supportive. And as I hate defending niggas because when he said if the tables was turned, you would have never had to think twice about me supporting you in something as big as this, something that's your dream. And she sat there with her mouth fucking closed because she knew it to be true. Yeah. And them kids was was virtually schooling. So they could have been going back and forth to Atlanta too, if we being honest. Right. If you needed the help. And then y'all be sitting up here talking all this big money shit. Why y'all didn't just get an in-home tutor to help with school and stuff? She always being hoity-toity about being a doctor and having this wine company and shit like that. Some the ducats is not adding up. They missing a combo too. Yeah, some some not curling all the way over. Because if if he owns this studio, she's a doctor. They've invested together with this wine company, and if it's turning a profit and it's on the way to being in stores nationwide and such so on and so forth, they could have afforded some help. So I just wonder what they're not telling us just yet. And he melting down and crying every other episode about the shit. Oh, that was so embarrassing. Like, oh, my God. He cried every other episode. I just needed somebody to have my back. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut big ass up. (laughs) Big dummy ass up. Shut (laughs) up. 
fuck up. No, you are the ugly friend. That no. shit. So, you know, we just, it is what it is. For me, with them, I don't know. I don't, and I, I don't like Russell and Kobe either. I don't like none of these couples. None of them. Usually, none there's a favorite couple. I, or at least, or at least one I can tolerate. I don't like none of these motherfuckers. I don't, I don't like them. none of them. I don't like none of them. And I don't like this Bible thumping shit that they doing to try to gaslight her about his defi- his decision to start divinity school and shit like that. And he's still not being 100% honest with her. He wants to be a pastor. He lying talking about, oh, I just want to be a chancellor. No, you want to be a pastor. And it fucking slipped out when you finally said it. I don't... Divorce. Yeah. Because she's not with it. She said she don't... No, she don't want to be a first lady. And her parents talk about his relationship God with God should be income before his relationship with you. She never asked that man to put his relationship with God second. She asked him to be fucking transparent and honest and not make life-changing decisions without including her. And that's fair. Very you know fair. God, that is a fair ask. You know what God told, you know what God said? God said be for fucking real. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the show title. God said, be fucking for real now. <laughs> Don't put this on me. I know God up there like Nene. Now, why am I in this? Exactly. Exactly. This man was just in the booty club watching bitches shake ass. How I get in here? He right. about Thank his you. Ass, and I ain't thinking about his ass. Oh, my Fucking God. John, please, 16 is what it is. Nigga. <laughs> for God wanted to be left out of y'all bullshit. Exactly. For the Lord said, let that be ass, not pass this trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> just enough is enough. <laughs> also, the, also, he looks also he looks like a foot. I just wanted to put I just wanted to say that. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't like any of them. And the friends are more entertaining. Like I was like, I was watching like you swap the friends out to the main cast and then swap the cast out to the friends. Yeah. And it and might then I just think it's really weird that Brandon all of a sudden has this hard on for Kobe because he got caught up being fucking terrible and a liar and being deceitful to his fucking wife. Like, you're not going to convince me. We are on the social medias. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter, threads, spill, Facebook, and so on and so forth. And we know that there is no such thing as a new hustle when it comes to this influencer shit. And the one person who found the new hustle got that shit on lock and key. Motherfucking Keith Lee. And even that is not a new influencer hustle. Nope. He just has an it factor. So to be talking about this girl is copying Christina and this, that, and the third, stay-at-home wife influencer content is not fucking new. It's not. Be glad they're both getting paid off of because it's mediocre at best. It is. It is. It really is. Unlikable. All of them. And Carlos, if you have a, any type of level of respect for Black women, stop no. Putting these motherfuckers on here and they marriages and they relationships are already in grave danger. And, you know, they just treating their wives like shit. The reason why Love and Marriage Huntsville found the success it found so fucking quick is because we saw in real time Martell and Melody's marriage fall apart. 
And then we later on found out they was they wasn't even happily married when it started filming. She had already caught him cheating and they begged her to still do the show. She was going to walk away from it. Now you're trying to recreate that same uh, recipe for success. And it comes off as very fucking fabricated. You knew these couples was in a fucked up space when you when you casted them. You didn't know it was like that for Mel and Martell until y'all had all was was a week out from fucking filming and shit started hitting the fan. And then it just it hit the fan organically more and more as season one and season two went on. You're not going to create another love and marriage Huntsville. Let's find a different recipe. Not only that, say what you want about Huntsville. At least people, at least Mel and Martell were attra uh, attractive individuals. Yeah. Everybody, especially the niggas on Detroit. The women, they, they all of them are men. I'm like, yeah, men, I don't look like this. Like, the men, they, the men look like feet. I agree. The only thing Russell got going for him is he got a super nice body, but he looked like a toad. I agree. I mean, he. I feel like they all share the same wardrobe, especially when they do the confessionals. Because, like, I'm so tired of this suit combo, like the white. Jacket and dark. I'm like, and let why me. They and not only that, why did confessionals look worse than the confessionals on Huntsville? And let me say this: the Brandon Big Ass always ah. like he going to probation court. God, the, I said that last night. I said this suit is ill fitting, and you got money, so I don't want it. Allegedly, yes, allegedly. <laughs> I was like, the suit is ill fitting. You got a shitty personality. And you got the nerve to look like that. It's like, where's the saving grace? Where is the silver lining? Like, I can't. I just can't. Oh, yeah. Ugh, all y'all Absolutely. Speaking of everybody can go to hell, Bell Collective. <laughs> What's in the water down there in Mississippi besides lead? <laughs> hell Collective, if you will. Because I, I want to get this off my chest fast and furiously. Um, we have been giving Letitia a pass because Marie's level of nastiness is more in your face than Letitia's, but it's time for us to have a come to Jesus moment about just what type of shady, nasty bitch Letitia really is when it comes to Tambra and fucking, uh, Latrice. She, she is very passive aggressive with it, but to go, and let me say this. I don't know what Tambra is lying about and don't care to know. What I do know is that straight men are fucking disgusting. And when they can't have their way and have the woman that they want, they will do anything to rain hellfire on that woman's life. And that's what this ex is doing to Tambra. If once you found out at any point that this lady had to go and get a restraining order, a protection order, uh, harassment charges or anything on that man, y'all should have told him to get the fuck up out y'all face because we know how much the system fails women in those type of situations. Talking about, oh, it, it was thrown out. It, they The charges were dropped and thrown out. Again, what the fuck does that mean? Not shit. These police precincts don't even test, don't even do the test on rape kits. They put them in a closet and leave them there for years and years and years. Victims rarely ever get fucking justice. Let's be honest about that. You hoes are some pick me's. And the craziest part about that is y'all was picked and then got unpicked. 
Letitia, your husband almost had an outside baby on you. Marie, your estranged ex-husband, that motherfucker was fucking any and everybody under the sun. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, baby, what are you talking about? You hoes got a lot of unmitigated gall and audacity. And why do you care so much? Even if Tamra cheated on her ex nigga for her, for her next nigga, why you mad? Y'all husbands cheated on y'all. Y'all was just dumb enough to stay. I was going to say, if anything, if anything, y'all should salute her for getting some get back. I, I just find this whole storyline with Marie trying to be knee deep in Tamra's business to be um calculated. Oh. It's calculated oh. because she doesn't have to be honest about what's going on in her life outside of her mama being a crackhead. Something in the milk ain't clean about that son and all them fucking babies and the and the the son baby mama get murdered and shit. She doing a she doing a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think it's that I, I don't disagree. I also feel like it's one of those things where I don't disagree with you. I do feel like it's calculated and it's, you know, having a storyline without, you know, having to talk about shit that's actually true. But I also just think that Marie is just an evil ass bitch that we've known since season one. That just starts shit to start shit because she got that darkness in her soul. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Which is honestly, hey, I'm going to just say it. It would explain why so much dark shit happens in her life and around her. I mm. It's no coincidence that your mama is a crackhead. It's no coincidence that your marriage went to shit. It's no coincidence that you, your son is now a, a single father of one. You, it's too much darkness in you. You sat your motherfucking ass up there, went to therapy, then poured your soul out about your insecurities and your traumas and still took your motherfucking ass to that restaurant and called that lady all type of compulsive liars and shit based on some information from a man she had to get a restraining order on. Bitch, if you ain't going to be nothing else, be fucking for real. Master work. Over there with that lopsided BBL. Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of nasty work, uh, well, oh, go ahead. Were you about to say something, John? No, I, I'm just, I can't. Not lopsided BBL. <sighs> uh, it thank you. I, I know it's been crazy. Thank you, but, uh, but, uh, to your point, uh, early, also earlier, uh, Candace, about Letitia. To add to that, I almost texted this in the group chat, but I forgot uh, while I was watching. Why in the motherfucker was Letitia trying to make Latrice feel bad for what happened at, her, at Latrice's event? That had shit to do with Latrice. This bitch said, well, it was your event and we have to be accountable. I don't have to be accountable for shit, bitch. It's, they were accountable <laughs> for two grown ass motherfuckers, and in so Gucci's case, a grown ass motherfucker who instigated that shit by being shady. Hello. If if so Gucci had won that motherfucking fight, she would not be acting like this. Mm, 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 mm. Talk about it. This a lot of carrying on because Selena put hands and feet on that big nose bitch. Let's let's get to the root. Let's talk about it. Okay, that's what this about. That bitch sitting up there with that motherfucking uh, big-ass nose, that snout on her motherfucking face, going by some weird-ass so Gucci. Bitch, your name is Shantae. <laughs> Shantae's got the man. Barely. <laughs> who fucking who titties in that marriage? <laughs> you know another JJ reason why. And, Messi, and JJ a messier queen than, this, than fucking so Gucci. <laughs> and I don't know, Akisha, why are you here, ho? I just whoop like we don't care. Middle woman, you got a lot to say for a bitch that her was brung into this world as an outside baby. Oh God! 
Damn. Break babies catching straight? She ain't no break baby. She's an outside baby. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> he is her father's outside oh, baby that her aunt, <sighs> that her brother, that her dad's sister raised her. My God. <laughs> a lot of shade throwing for a motherfucker that didn't want you. Sit down some motherfucking where. But speaking of a motherfucker who didn't want you, <laughs> speaking of a motherfucker who didn't want you, and go, take going back to the to the to the Shantae thing, it, I we saw. I'm glad that you know we saw the continuation of a Selena's daughter not allowing so uh, Gucci to play in her face about how things got to the point that they were, and that's my biggest issue with so Gucci and her and her messy ass husband. That's trying to be father of the year, who wasn't really father of the year for that damn for them damn children. Like y'all doing a motherfucking lie to be acting like, oh, well, Selena just you know, I I just can't believe that when a motherfucker, when a motherfucker you know has an assorted history with you, but but y'all have been able to have a cordial relationship all up until this point, until these goddamn cameras got in everybody's fucking face. And you go up to that, that girl's mama and speak to everybody but her and then say slick shit out your motherfucking mouth, but she wasn't supposed to react the way that she did? All right, man. All right. All right. Okay. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. If you that big, bad, and bold to be that disrespectful in somebody's face, you got to be ready for whatever consequences might come your way. Because, because the alternative to that would have been not speaking, period, until Selena had walked away and you could speak when it was one-on-one. That, that was the alternative. Because I'm never going to walk up to a group of women and only speak to a select few. Even if I don't fuck with the women there, I'm going to say, hey, ladies, how y'all doing? And, 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 keep it, and keep it simple. Simple. That ain't costing me nothing. And that's all she had to do to avoid that situation. She wanted a moment, so then they gave her one. And now everybody acting like, oh my God, the horror. Because she because like you said, she got ass whooped. Had the situation been reversed, if she actually had hands to back up that nose and that goddamn mouth, we wouldn't have all this damn discourse. Yeah, you was leading with ego and then you got dragged for Phil. It, it is what the fuck it is. Shit happens. And honestly, the daughter is the daughter is, you know, again, you can tell like she, you know, still a child and she's trying to you know, keep your respect on stuff, but she better than me because I damn sure would have been like, bitch, don't play in my face. You played in my mama's face and she clocked your face. It is what the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah. You take your take your big one. Take your L. All right. Take your big one like you take that big ass nose. Baby, she got more nose than JJ got hair. Right. <laughs> and and, to, and the, the, uh, the unmitigated gall to be sitting up there talking about because uh, she still won't she still won't JJ have you seen what that motherfucker looks like? He is unattractive as fuck. He look like Bowser. No, that's disrespectful to Bowser. <laughs> oh, yeah. And why the fuck, Akisha, why are you so worried about if Selena used to fuck with Cliff? Everybody should be embarrassed if they fuck with Cliff. Actually, everybody should be embarrassed if they fucked any of these niggas on this show. Because they all scumbags. And we can't see how much of a scumbag your husband is because you, at the very least, are smart enough to keep that nigga locked in the dungeon. Oh, he in New York handling some business. No, that nigga can't film. Um, that nigga can't film because you don't want y'all dirty laundry to leak out. Tell I'm playing on her part, to be fair. Which is smart on her part, to be fair. Hell yeah, that's smart on her part. It absolutely is. But yeah, I'm I'm sick of JJ and 
and and Shantae overcompensating and doing like talking about fucking and again to your point, Candace, about you know having to have a comments, uh come to Jesus moment about Letitia and you know birds of a feather with her Marie being so close. Like they all like how in what world does it make sense that Latrice set up to have so Gucci get beat up? What sense does that make to y'all? At her event. At the, like, like it's like Latrice was sitting was sitting in our message texting somebody like, okay, girl, I'm gonna have this event. This my big shindig I done put together. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have this bitch I don't like get jumped. It did what? Huh? Like no no sense was made here. Like Sonny. If your little wife, Johnny. Your wife's that man smelled like Kenta oil. Your wife smelled like Kenta oil. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah. Like Latrice got enough going on dealing with Cliff fossilized dance, but y'all gotta make up that she tried to get another motherfucker beat up. I just give us something else. Give us something else. And the break room shit wasn't given. Maybe it'd be better if we do it one on one. Okay, but everybody in the same fucking room and can still hear the conversation. Tisha, what the fuck, baby? I see why you can never get Fair Street up and running. You are fucking dumb. <laughs> you just a you just a a, a PCOS idiot. Maybe also, should, you know, PCOS maybe. is not rare in black women. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, statistics show that. PCOS disproportionately affects black women over other races of women. But I know how motherfuckers don't like Googling and doing their homework and shit like that. Um, Maybe she bet fucking Lynn and that's done made her lose her brain cells. I don't know, but bitch, stop. <laughs> Just stop it. Um, I guess this week coming up, we'll see what what's going on. Uh, with the rest of this fight, it looked like Latrice and So Gucci really gonna have it out. And in situations like this, I'd rather get to the reunion because they're not gonna ever have no straightening on this show. But they've been arguing. The ladies been arguing back and forth all up and down social media. And JJ Keith has been reading uh So Gucci for filth as they should. I'm talking about really spilling the beans and talking about how when they were smaller and they would ask her for something, she used to be like, I go ask your daddy. Y'all not my kids. I see. I'm, I'm hold up before we get out of here. Friend. I'm glad you brought this up. Cause we called this, we've been saying this, that Gucci, she is trying to overcompensate her and JJ are trying to overcompensate of this. I per, like this idea, this image of, Oh, he's the perfect dad. And she's the perfect stepmom who just wants peace. No, they don't. He a deadbeat dad. She a deadbeat stepmama who also married a deadbeat dad. And they mama not having that shit. And even them kids. Yeah. They putting on for these fucking cameras. Yep. Absolutely. Like I said, anytime a daughter announces her pregnancy and marriage to social media before her fucking father, that tells you all you need to know about that relationship and where it stands. Hello. That's it. Yeah. Get y'all wild nose asses off my fucking TV screen. <laughs> Wide noses, wide gaps in teeth, mm. wide backs. Yeah, JJ missing a couple of teeth. You know what? He missing as many teeth as he's missing fatherly love. Okay, let's hear the show. <laughs> he's missing as many teeth as he's missing hair density. Imagine having a head full of hair, but not having a head full of hair. <laughs> not, not you saying JJ Mojo. Hmm, okay. 
Anyways, John, <laughs> thank you for coming to join us. Thanks tell for us, having tell me. Tell us where, where they can find you at and uh tell us about the podcast a little bit. Um, so you can find me on Threads and Spill, um, the John Effects, Twitter, the John Effect X, the podcast, um a random nigga that talks about any and everything. Um Twice a month, I link up with one of my best friends and my homeboy, uh, one of my good homeboys. Um, so there's Jackie and John, the podcast, a show within a show. And then there's Gay Side Stories Reimagined, a show within a show. And then there's me a couple times a month, just solo dolo. And that's pretty much it. That's the John Effect in a nutshell. Well, awesome. Um, good shout out to my sis, Jackie. We miss you this time around, but we know you'll be coming back, especially as uh, we get nearer uh, to Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, ooh, before we go, saw a video of Chris and Monique um, celebrating their daughter's birthday. Then Monique did this live saying that her and Chris are currently still living together. She just bought a house. She's waiting for it to be renovated. And the body language in that video at their daughter's birthday celebration, they cannot stand each other. Nope. They cannot stand each other. But let, I'm going to tell you something. Chris look good. And not like he fine. Chris looks healthy. He has lost uh, a lot of weight. And before y'all come for me, I'm not saying you only look healthy when you lose weight. Just right. in general, uh, now that the marriage is being dissolved and all of that stuff, he looks ha happier. Uh, he looks healthier. He, he glowing a little bit different. Um, look free. Look free, and he and and he looks free because he's not trying to control her anymore, and she's not trying to control him. I believe because Monique, I, I just feel like Monique is exhausted, so yeah, I can absolutely. see, I can see a big weight lifted because I just you, no Monique, no. You know what's exhausting about Monique? She got. Ex I feel like she's one of those people that gets exhausting as she gets more successful. Yes. Like, I don't feel, and again, I'm not saying that you don't grow and evolve even in your marriages and your relationships, but they were, it, it seems like these problems came about the more she found her own successes. Yep. And the, eventually they just grew apart from each other. So um, shout out to him. She just looks very ho-teppy. Like she looked like she smelled like Kenta oil. Indy, I really like this post. Fuck that, fuck that cockeyed bitch, man. <laughs> oh, while we here, I, I this is a good point. I meant to bring this up at the top of the show, but we'll do it at the bottom of the show. I just, I'm so sick of Hotep's uh, making black women the brunt of the issues as they pertain to the black community. Indy Ivory went on some huge fucking rant on Instagram about Janelle Monet pulling out her pasty titty at a Essence Fest performed at nighttime and about what Meg the Stallion wore to perform during Essence Fest. And meanwhile, I didn't see that bitch with a master's thesis on a black man trying to punch a woman to death in a fucking restaurant to the point where her son had to kill his motherfucking ass. Right. I don't see her writing no long ass paragraphs about Blueface talking to calling his son gay, talking about you trying to read a book, but his ass shaking out here. 
to oh. a fucking child. If you think a titty with a covered nipple is the downfall of all things black community, come buy some oceanfront property that I still have over in Denver. Because y'all are fucking busted and disgusted with that bullshit. And rest assured, Miss Irie, if nothing else, if you don't take away nothing else, if you don't know nothing else in your fucking life, know that we do not want to see your titties, bitch. Keep it up. Keep the motherfucking kente cloth mammaries covered up. <laughs> Drag her. Over there smelling like fucking patchouli. Bitch, keep them titties <laughs> covered up. We don't want them now. Bitches who can't shake ass always talking some shit. Mm-hmm. Don't shake them motherfucking beads and them thin ass dreadlocks and leave us alone now. <laughs> Pussy ho. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to the show. If it's Spotify, if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Google, if it's Stitcher, um, be sure to subscribe and you'll be notified as soon as we release a new episode. We trying to stay on our bully and release weekly. Go subscribe to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash noises. $5 will get you access to Ratchet Reloaded where we cover Martha Vineyard, um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, Bad Boys Texas, uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Black Ink New York, and where we always cover all the love after lockups, during lockups, your mama locked up, Fuck it, lock them up. We cover them all over on the Patreon. So go do that. Go listen to the John Effect podcast. Great, great, great content. Great content. Thank you. Like an OG. If you want to book some of John's time because you want to start a podcast and you need, you you want a mentor to help you get it off the ground and sustain it, John is going to be who you go to for that because the John Effect podcast has been going for years it has broken charts. It is one of the top uh, podcasts going right now. John is always breaking the charts on his shows. And what that means is that the content is contenting. Thank you. And he, he's doing what you got to do. So, you know, I don't know if you accept bookings, but we finna start now. We might as well. A better I, I'm only first. here to help the next generation because I was so blessed and lucky to have someone in my corner so i always want to pay that for so there you have it thank you again john you know we always love you uh we can't wait to get back on the john effect pod and 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 do our little razzle dazzle um okay yeah until next week y'all yeah